I am here to tell you all today that Texas has basically started to wage a war with Biden. It's all happening because of the border crisis. So this all started last week when Texas seized control of Shelby Park, which is a 47-acre park on the Texas border. It goes up to the Rio Grande Riverfront. So Texas took matters into their own hands. They took control of the park and they started limiting the federal Border Patrol agents' access to it, which is just a baller badass move. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Section 4 has triggered Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3, which reserves this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. The Texas National Guard, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and the other Texas personnel are acting on that authority, as well as the state law to secure the Texas border. God, it's so good. And Oklahoma and Georgia, among others, have all publicly announced that they are standing with Texas, will defend them. So this is the Texas National Guard. They have been told to stop building the wall. They have been told to stop putting up these wires. And they're not. They're doing what it takes to protect their citizens. Also, they're doing this to keep out federal agents, which I also really like. It's just great. Whether you like it or not, some could compare the actions of Cat Williams to the frequent behavior of the former president who continuously speaks even when no one's calling him out, saying and doing whatever the hell he pleases and doesn't give two shits about what anybody has to say. Go back and listen to Cat Williams. Did he care? Did he care about what he said about? I find it funny that if y'all, I, I hope the God that y'all been listening because I've already made the consp- I made the comparison before between Cat Williams and Donald Trump. Now Stephen A. Smith is saying it, so there you go. Steve Harvey, did he care about what he said about Kevin Kevin Hart? Did he care about what he said about Ricky Smiley? Did he care about how he mimicked and insulted Cedric the Entertainer? He didn't care. Why were people gravitating to him? It's not just because Cat Williams is unbelievably hilarious. It's because he has the reputation of someone who does not care to capitulate to the system. Donald Trump, four federal indictments. His popularity has only grown. He doesn't give a damn. Cat Williams, no different. Israel would have never been attacked. Iran was broke during my administration. They were dead, flat, broke. And I said to China and I said to other countries, if you buy oil from Iran, you cannot do anything having to do with the U.S. You cannot do any business with us. You're out of business. China didn't buy. China bought nothing, practically. And they all backed down. And now he took all those sanctions off. He took all of that threat off. And uh, I would say they have in excess of $200 billion Iran, all made in the last few years, not to mention the $6 billion that they got on the hostage. You know, we had five hostages. They, got, they gave them $6 billion for five hostages. Those are, must be pretty important hostages. Two of them were hikers. Hey, if you decide to go hiking in Iran, you have a liability. You just don't do that. Okay, we don't have to give a, a billion for the two of you. But we gave, and we also gave 10 billion for selling electricity to Iraq. And yet they control Iraq. Iraq is like a subsidiary.
kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Shut up, bitch! Jersey, Judah. Hey, it's 5.57. I didn't even upload what I did this morning yet, but y'all should be used to that. Y'all most likely will get that tomorrow. You'll probably get this episode tomorrow as well. It is Monday night. Um, Just trying to get this day over with. I know I got tomorrow off, so there's something I look forward to. But, um... (coughs) Still trying to get over this cold that I have. And I've been like moving around like a fucking machine. Like I don't even like it's hard to explain. Like when you're sick and you just have to go to work anyway, you kind of try to stay away from as much people as possible. Get what you got to get done. You know, that's kind of like my motive. So I'm not even really thinking because like I, I pretty much clock in and go directly to work, right? Uh, a lot of people I see come in, they'll clock in, they'll go on a computer for an hour, they won't do nothing. And these are already people that work part-time. So instead of being there for eight hours like me, they're only there for like four hours. And they make up the whole four hours bitching and complaining. So with me, I, I do as much as I can. And then when I'm lucky, like I am now, I can just say, fuck it, I'll take my break now. At least I I say to myself, by the time I'm done, you know, recording, these people will be gone and I just have a little bit left to finish up and I'm out. These motherfuckers here, man, they they're a mess. But anyway, back to what I'm saying, Jersey Judah and I'm back. Another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right. Alright, so my plan earlier Alright, I'm, I'm not going to name the content creator But I was going to go through a video from a content creator and Well, a couple I guess And it was just so off Like they go from one topic to, to the next It's supposed to be the Vince McMahon situation What's going on with Vince And now they're just They, they ended up talking about Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj I'm like, nigga, I don't give a shit Like how are y'all Anyway, so we're not going we're not going to be going through that. What I do have though, what I do have is a offline saved. Hopefully it should be saved as offline. All right, bet. All right, so I have allegations of Vanity Fair, shout out to vanityfair.com/hollywood where the article allegations Vince McMahon faces new wave of sexual assault allegations, cuts ties with WWE and parentheses again. All right. Over two decades, the founder of the professional wrestling turned entertainment brand has reportedly paid millions out to women who accuse him of sexual misconduct. This is actually from the 27th of January this year, and it's written by Eve Beatty. All right. All right, the scene at the New York Stock Exchange on Tuesday seemed to be happy, 
seemed to be a happy one. Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, stood shoulder to shoulder with WWE co-founder Vince McMahon. Um, the Magnate, The Magnate, and Action Star were all smiles as he rang the exchange opening bell, a jester intended to celebrate his move to join the board of WWE's parent company, TKO Group Holdings. Uh, just a few days ago, later, uh, the makeup of TKO's board would would change again, but this time McMahon was presumably less joyly. Okay, um, the seventy-eight, oh, he's seventy-eight years old. The seventy-eight-year-old uh, abruptly resigned as the executive chairman of board of directors on Friday after a former employee accused McMahon of sex trafficking, rape, and workplace harassment. Uh, McMahon's statement said that he was leaving the board, quote, out of respect, end quote, for the WWE and TKO group. Um, The allegations, which were made as part of a lawsuit brought by Janelle Grant in Connecticut's U.S. uh, District Court, are not the first time McMahon has faced high-profile claims of abuse. In 2022, McMahon temporarily resigned from from the role he had or the role that he had held with the WWE following a Wall Street Journal report detailing millions in so-called hush money uh, allegedly paid off to keep secret allegations of sexual misconduct and infidelity. Uh, A subsequent investigation by the WWE board, quote, found that over 16 years he had spent $14.6 million in payments to women who had abused, who had accused him of sexual misconduct, end quote. So you're telling me for the past 16 years, <coughs> and let's be clear, right? This could actually mean, this could actually mean, right, that in the past 16 years, He's been, you know, rolling through women, abusing women, this and that, and kind of going back in time. Like, oh, yeah, I did this woman wrong in the 80s. Let me give her a couple million. Damn. Wow. Okay. So if I take momentary breaks, that means I'm blowing my nose. Like I said, I'm still trying to get over this cold. So once again, I'm going to read that again. Uh, A subsequent investigation by the WWE's board, quote, found that over 16 years, he spent $14.6 million in payments to women who had accused him of sexual misconduct, end quote, the New York Times reports. Um, A second internal investigation reveals an additional $5 million paid to two women. Um, McMahon, for his part, denied that any interactions he had were non-consensual. McMahon uh, was also accused of sexually assaulting a Florida tanning salon employee in 2006. He was arrested uh, by the Boca Raton police and charged with sexual battery, but prosecutors declined to move forward with the case, um, the Daily Beast reported in 2018. Um, Despite the multiple scandals, uh, McMahon 
who owned the bulk of WWE shares, returned to the company in 2023, where he was seemingly re-embraced by Johnson and others, including influential Hollywood figure Aria or Ari Emanuel. Um, Emanuel's company Endeavor merged with the WWE in 2023. The new partner organization known as TKO named McMahon its executive chairman. All right. Uh, but the changed, but that changed on Friday, according to the Wall Street Journal, which was the first to report on Thursday's lawsuit. Grant accused McMahon of multiple 2021 assaults, uh, said he coerced her into relationships or into relations with other company executives and alleged that he shared revealing photos and videos of Grant with other staffers, amongst other claims. Uh, the full the full filing, which details Grant's claim in graphic detail, is available online. Now, I may go through that tomorrow, actually, to be honest with you. Um, the timing for the suit couldn't have been worse for T- TKO, which named Johnson to be its board Tuesday. Quote, I'm very motivated to help continue to globally expand our TKO, excuse me, our TKO, WWE and UFC businesses as the worldwide leaders in sports and entertainment, end quote, The Rock says. Um, Name checking to McMahon affiliated businesses in a statement reported by ESPN uh, the same day, the company announced a landmark deal with Netflix in which WWE's flagship show, Raw would depart linear television for the streaming giant. Both moves results in glowing comments for folks like uh, Johnson's fellow wrestler turned actor John Cena, who told Vanity that he, quote, couldn't be happier, end quote, for McMahon's companies. Uh, Quote, WWE always WWE is always my family. Cena said of the formerly McMahon-led organization this week. Quote, I'll always be there in any capacity. They'll have me, end quote. Cena, I should note, has been a longtime supporter of McMahon's. He's addressed the earlier claims against McMahon in a 2023 interview with the executive press saying, then, quote, I love Vince McMahon. He's always, he's everything you can want in a friend, business partner, father, mentor, I love the man, end quote. When asked about the allegations against McMahon, Cena replied, quote, when you love someone, you take them as imperfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes. We all have poor decisions, end quote. It's unclear if Cena continues to hold that view and a request for comment was not responded to as of publication time. However, by Friday, TKO started to distance itself from its executive chairman. Quote, Mr. McMahon does not control TKO, nor does he oversee the day-to-day operation of WWE. End quote. The company said in a statement, quote, while this matter uh, predates our TKO executive team's tenure, at the company, uh, we take Miss Grant's horrific allegations very seriously and are addressing this matter internally, end quote. In other words, Vince is done. 
Um, on Friday, TKO staffers were informed via email that Vince McMahon has left the company once more. Quote, he will no longer have a role with TKO group holdings or the WWE TKO president Nick Khan said in a memo uh, viewed by the New York Times. Um, it is unclear how how incisive insists alright those ties have been cut as of Saturday. Uh, that's when TKO um, spokesperson emailed Vanity Fair a comment for the story. The remarks that that sent were not from the company Ari Emanuel, but McMahon himself. All right. Quote, I stand by my prior statement that Miss Grant's lawsuit is replete with lies, obscene, made up incidences that never occurred and, and vindictive a vindictive distortion of the truth, end quote. The TKO sent statement read, quote, I intend to vigorously defend myself against these baseless accusations and look forward to clearing my name, end quote. Quote, however, out of respect for the WWE universe, um, the extraordinary TKO business and its board members and shareholders, partners and constituents, and all of the employees and superstars who helped make WWE into the global leader it is today, I have decided to resign from my executive chairman and the TKO board of directors, affected immediately, end quote. Uh, Grant's attorney, Ann Callis, told the Wall Street Journal that when WWE and McMahon colleagues were well aware of of his alleged, quote, history of deprived behavior, end quote. Um, the 2022 hush money investigation would appear to bear out. Uh, one wonders, given that how folks like Emmanuel and Johnson made their peace with McMahon. For example, tweeted in 2018, quote, to every woman out there around the world, all ages and races, I proudly stand by your side to honor, protect, and respect, end quote. He also encouraged men who might harass or assault women to, quote, just think of me, end quote, before acting. Vanity Fair reached out to The Rock for comments, but has not received a response. Um, more tellingly, uh, here's Emmanuel in 2017 addressing the then emerging claims against Harvey Weinstein. The alleged, the allegations were, quote, disgusting, end quote, he said, at the Future Investment Initiative and remarks reported by CN, wait, CNBC. Uh, quote, it seems as if uh, the Merrimax board knew and something should have been done about it a lot earlier. Quote, Harvey didn't treat anybody decently but what we did to the people that were less powerful and anybody that does to anyone less powerful nobody should put their hand was nobody should put up with that end quote Emmanuel reportedly continued quote and if people did not or if people did know about it and it seems that people did uh know about it based on the way 
that they wrote the contracts. That's not appropriate, end quote. Strong words, especially given to that, the contracts between Emmanuel's former colleague and several people less powerful than him were widely reported well before Emmanuel entered into his relationship with McMahon. Knowing that, one certainly wonders if that agent turned mogul has had a change of heart regarding exploitation allegations in the year since 2017. All right. So we went through that. Vince McMahon is in a world of trouble. That's all that needs to be said about the situation. Um, I think later in the future, well, actually near future, I think tomorrow I'm going to do that. I'm going to go back to the article. I believe it has the in detail lawsuits. Uh, so we're going to go through that in a future episode. But since we've gone through that about 27 minutes in, I just wanted to go through that article because, yeah, shit is crazy. All right. Unfortunately, it seems as if I don't have anything else to go over besides Ben Shapiro rapping. So we should probably just go through that, I guess. Right. What else do I have here? I don't have anything else. I had fucked up this morning because I just recorded like two hours and 40 something minutes and went over most of what I was supposed to go over throughout the day. So it really fucked me up now to know that I have, I I think, less than how much is this video? 15, less than 15 minutes. So. It is what it is, man. You know, one of those fucking days, 6.15, well, 6.14 p.m. Yeah, we might as well go over this uh, video. Uh, Ben Shapiro is really rapping. Um, Shout out to Night Talk, a.k.a. Stevie Knight. He black. And um, we're going to be going through this rap song, I guess. (laughs) Hey, that boy Tom is full of surprises, bruh. He about to show us that Ben got the bars. All right, let's get it. What up, what up, what up, Night Nation? It's your boy, Stevie Knight. About to get on one of these damn things, bruh. Uh, I did not see this shit coming at all. Did any of y'all see this coming? Like, did he share a leak, a little preview? Did he give anyone any inclination that he had a damn song coming out with Ben Shapiro? But not only is it uh, a cameo, bro, this damn song says... Featuring Ben Shapiro. So that means Ben is about to rap on that bit. <laughs> but I mean, we've heard Ben rap before. I heard him rap WAP. Funny as hell, bro. Uh, I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait, bro. I don't know if I was more lit for that new Eminem verse or to see Ben Shapiro rapping with fucking Tom McDonald. What the hell is going on, bro? That's crazy. Anyway, um, let's get it. We out here, man. Like always, grinding the grow, growing the ground with the damn time, bro. 
time to making fucking moves, bro. That's crazy. Huh? You know what I'm saying? That's lit, man. Um, before we dive in, man, make sure you tap in to shopstevienight.com. Anytime you see me rocking some drip that you rocking with, going over there, browse through it. You might, I mean, I'm looking at the damn thumbnail of the video. This should say facts. Don't care about your feelings. That came from Ben, but I, I Ben had something like that on my my uh my 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 in my inventory as well. I got my fact over feelings t-shirt. So y'all know this right down my way, bro. I really I don't even know I don't know if I want to post this on Stevie Knight channel or the Night Talk channel, bro. It really fits in both. I mean, technically, I'm just being honest. I heard Tommy Sotomayor say uh facts over feelings first or uh facts or facts don't care about your feelings. I've heard that from Tommy Sotomayor back in like 2012, 2013. I may just post it on both, dog. Okay, let's get it. Um, come on, man. Come on, man. Stop playing with these motherfuckers, dog. We got Benjamin Pearl with the bars, dog. Let's get it. They call me a fan, so controversial. There's only two genders, boys and girls. They can't cancel my message because I'm the biggest independent rapper in the whole freaking world. Claim that I'm racist, yeah, alright. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. I don't want to talk to folks who don't get it. Go, 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 bro. The hope is pathetic. Pro choice pronouns, pro love your progressors. But you ain't pro gun. I ain't gonna lie, this shit, uh, it's a lot of sense to it, you know what I mean? I think it's funny where we're at a point in music where when there's something lyrical, people are, like, almost taken back by, like, whoa, the fuck is wrong with him? You know what I'm saying? Because it's so easy to make this lollipop bullshit, you know what I'm saying? Or spinning the block with a gun, you know? The lyricism and the skill set is gone. So when niggas bring back some essence of it and he white he white it's good to hear all right let's keep going Wanted to protect it. Where's the American flags at? That was Remember? hard, bro. That was hard. I'm not it. I like no shade, bro. But like, you know, we 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 know what's gonna come with time when he when he's rapping, bro. He's gonna give you these these messages that's meant to bring reality back to society, bro. But that little play on what he did right there, that was real rap shit, but real 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 talk shit too. He said, "I'm not with your pronouns." Your what do you say? He flipped it. He flipped it on me. That was tough, huh? Yeah, right. I'm not ashamed because I'm white. If every Caucasian's a bigot, I guess every Muslim's a terrorist. Every liberal is right. Talk to folks who don't get it. Go, 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 bro. The hope is pathetic. Pro choice pronouns. Pro love your progressors. Pro choice pronouns. Pro all that pro shit that's on typically on the left woke liberal side. But he said y'all motherfuckers ain't pro guns. Y'all ain't protecting shit. Really? <laughs> I like how he played that. I like I like that. That was tough. I don't want to talk to folks who don't get it. Go, 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 bro. The hope is pathetic. Pro-choice pronouns. Pro-love your progressors. But you ain't pro-gun. No one to protect it. Where the American flags at? Remember when people would hang those. They've been taken down. They've all been replaced with BLM flags or a rainbow. Damn. The same money, cars, and clothes. We ain't selling drugs. We ain't gonna overthrow. And that's the reason, like, what he's rapping about is the reason why he's not popular. As a hip-hop fan, I can tell you for a fact, what he just said is the reason why a lot of people don't want to listen to him. I've said it before, hip-hop today is operated on a low frequency in which the only type of music you hear is low frequency, low bass, very very little high tones, low frequency music. And it's no coincidence that all of the music that has the low frequency sounds exactly the same. I fuck with you. I fuck with you. No, we 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 we've, we've came a long way. You know what I mean? But 
Like, I'm not here to see you, bro. I'm here to see what Ben is talking about, dog. Facts. Let's get it. Yeah, Facts. Facts. I don't care if I They got Ben Shapiro. I guess he's excited about Ben Shapiro nodding to the hip hop music with a hoodie on. I don't get it. You know, people like me, I remember when Ben Shapiro talked about how bad rap music is. And it's not that I I understand what he's saying as a white person who doesn't know anything about the culture. And I'm not saying that as an insult, but look at him. He doesn't know anything about the culture. Right. But it's just bizarre to go from saying that rap today, rap music is trash. It isn't music to now doing a rap song. I don't know if this is AI. This could in fact be AI for all we know. I'm just saying. I just heard him on a little podcast, him going back and forth with destiny talking about, they talking about rap, like it's rap, real music. And initially uh, Ben didn't think rap was real music. Cause he's like into more of like the classical type. Like he has an image of what music is to him. And he, he, he didn't respect rap musically dog. You know what I'm saying? And then like, he's grown, he shifted, you know what I'm saying? That perspective, of course, you know, definitely seeing his ass in that goddamn rap song, but but to see him just sitting there, just looking like he don't fit, bro. <laughs> He's just like, bro, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> I'm going to try my best, dog. This is not my wave. I would definitely prefer listening to some goddamn Beethoven or some shit, dog. But we talking that real shit, facts over feeling shit, bro. I got you, Tom. Let's get it, bro. That's hilarious, bro. Look at him. <laughs> I mean, it's very like, I don't know how to say it. It's like very generic, I guess. I guess that's kind of like the, I think that's always the formula of like Christian hip hop. For those who've ever listened to Christian hip hop, wow, it's horrendous. It's bad. I'm sorry. It's bad because it shows the hypocrisy of people, right? You say rap music is bad, but now you're rapping the music to to try to connect to the audience. So you're a hypocrite because if rap is so bad, you wouldn't have Christian raps. You would have Christian songs. You would have Christian praises. But these people, they love their Christian hip hop and it's fucking garbage. I hate to say it. I'm spiritual, but I ain't religious, so I don't feel bad for saying it. The Christian hip hop is fucking horrendous. Hold up, yeah, cut it out. Come on. I guess he likes this shit. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's still like kind of generic and cheesy. Like, I'm just I'm being real with you. And like I said, I'm not a huge Ben Shapiro fan, so I might be unbiased. Oh, well, you know, but in terms of the song, like, yeah, you know, it can be played on the radio. Sure. 
I mean, would it? Probably not, but it's definitely getting some numbers. <laughs> what? Hey, hey, he just rapping how he's talking, but it's on beat, bro. The shit go, dog. The shit go, bro. Where the shit back, bitch? Let me fucking find out this boy out here rapping, dog. It's probably be the one and only time he rapping, dog. Tom, how did you? I mean, nah. Tom is famous as fuck, so I'd imagine it was pretty easy for him to uh, to uh, to put this together, dog. But that's crazy as hell, bro. That's crazy as hell, dog. This shit about to take over the fucking internet, bro. That's wild, bro. <laughs> Uh, I, it actually is already like um, considered a very popular song. Will it take over the internet? Possibly, actually. I mean, I want it. I mean, I want it to take over the internet, but it might. Sure. Yo, 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 my money's like Lizzo, my pockets are fat. Yo, stop. Is that a bar? Did this nigga drop a bar? What the fuck is this? Yo, they they letting this they letting this white guy drop bars like this? Yo, stop. Chill. It's facts. My money's like Lizzo. My pockets are fat. <laughs> I was like, cue the Lizzo. That was a bar. What? Uh, I wasn't listening to what he said. He goddamn talking. Who wrote this? Who wrote somebody this somebody wrote that for Did him. You write this, dog? He ain't write you that. Write this. You wrote it, bro. I'm proud of you, dog. I doubt it. Yeah, that has got to be the mystery. Who wrote this shit for him? Because if he wrote this, like, that's a bar, bro. Like, that's a bar. Like, that's a bar, my nigga. Like, that's a bar. Listen. Listen. Woo. Don't be a whap. Don't be a whap. Don't be a whap. He said, this is, hold up. Hold up. He said, nah, chill. He said, this is a yarmulke, not a cap. Oh, shit. Oh. Whoa! 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 This is weird. This is weird. This is weird. It's wop, but you know what I'm saying. Damn! Hey, dog! Hey, homie, no cap. Stop it! He gave you that's a bar. You a double, dude? That's a bar, yo. That's a bar. That's a bar. It's a bar. Homie, it's a yarmulke. Homie, no cap. It's true that this fabric on my head is a yarmulke, right? Homie, what? No cap. I'm not lying. But it's not a cap. It's a yarmulke. Sick. What? Sick. I ain't been this lit in a fucking minute, bro. Sick. Don't be a whap. He looks so out of place, bro, but I fuck with it, dog. I fuck with it, bro. This shit made my guy. I'm sorry. I can't allow myself to fuck with it, but what I will say, 
I refuse to believe that this nigga really wrote those bars. If he wrote those bars, then my views on Ben Shapiro will change. I still won't support him, but I will respect him for um, his contribution. The contribution that it took to rap that is more than the contribution of Cardi B this year. It's a joke. It's an inside joke. You know, he's going to drop like three songs this year, and that's it. That's that's Car- I mean, not Cardi B. Uh, Playboy Cardi. My bad. He black. You know, he dropped like three songs a year. I mean, a bar is a bar, though. I'm just going to say that. A bar is a bar. And this guy was dropping bars. Day, bro. How And I, I just, how the fuck did I even stumble upon this? Where did I see this? What the hell? That's crazy. Did I come across this accidentally? I don't fucking know, bro. That's weird, bro. I, I don't remember how I came across this. But this shit made my goddamn day. I want to show this to my girl. <coughs> hold on. 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 Hey. Keep going. Just close your eyes. I don't want you saying what I'm about to show you. Close the door. He said, homie, it's a yarmulke, no cap. This is just fire, though. Selling drugs, we ain't gonna overdose. We ain't pushing guns, ain't remote, strip a pole. We won't turn your sons into thugs or your daughters into hoes. I don't care if I offend you. I was playing to a sad. Yeah. 
alright, alright, good. Alright, this is alright. It's an alright song. It's alright. I just can't listen to it repeatedly. I just can't. I get it. He he went off. He definitely went off. He definitely had bars. I, I don't know who wrote his shit. Like I said, I'm gonna be honest, I refuse to believe that this nigga really wrote that. Really had the pen game with that. Cause that was brutal. I ain't gonna lie, like the nigga went in. Uh Ben Shapiro. He white. He white. Um yeah, that was a bar. I ain't gonna lie. Nigga had nigga had a couple bars, man. <coughs> nigga had a couple bars, for sure. Let's see if this works. I'm on YouTube with very little uh, service. You know what I'm saying? Like close to nothing, which is why nothing is loading up. That's awesome. This shit just loaded up and it was just a plain blank canvas. Isn't that something? And since I'm connected... to this shitty internet that literally like it fucking like this shit literally takes out anything remotely entertaining on YouTube and turns it into the Disney channel it's like you know I'm a grown ass man let me try to move this car let me just try to do that just to see if I can get, um, am I still recording? Yes, good, all right. I wanna move this car just to see if I can get uh, any better reception. Doubt I can. Fucking piece of shit. All right. This actually, I actually lost service making this move, so that's great. That's great. Just moving right now. Oh, whoa. My shit just went off. Oh, that's cool. They're like, hey, man, fuck you. You're not getting nowhere. You're not going on to any service. You're not connecting to no networks. Every time we try to connect, this shit just goes out. This shit just goes out. That's fine. We'll, uh... We'll go over something else. Um, I'm going to go back to the whole Vince McMahon thing because I find the Vince McMahon thing to be quite bizarre. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. Like, I think, I think Vince knows that the best thing he can do is just fall back. And that's what he's doing. He's falling back. Because regardless of what happens, you know, from how he's doing it, WWE, the company, the wrestling brand um, won't be held accountable, won't be held responsible. So in a way, it's kind of like bowing out gracefully. And that's kind of what we're seeing going on with uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. But what's weird is. They're tying in all these other people, although Brock Lesnar is actually not listed, I believe, or mentioned in the lawsuit. He is rumored to be one of the people who had seen 
um, videos or who has allegedly uh, test drived the woman in which the woman I mean think about it this is why I said it like Vinnie Mac Vinnie Mac is having like the freak offs for all we know he could have started the freak off Diddy probably got the freak off from Vance for all we know right but I do find it very weird, very sketchy that all of this, all these things are happening and it's just one by one, right? I mean, you got the big wigs of the past being brought down. You got Bill Cosby. You got Harvey Weinstein. And then in the more socio-political realm, you got Jeffrey Epstein. Now it's Diddy being knocked down from a billionaire uh, De Leon, uh, Ciroc, all these companies are slowly backing away from Diddy. It's like, okay, you're on your own, you know. And it's it's a very weird situation because this is currently happening with Vince. Uh, Vince's name has been wiped out of uh, WWE website. And, of course, Vince McMahon is the co-founder. Um, highly respected in that sense. Uh, let me read through this real quick. And then I got a couple of brief topics I can get into. You know, this will be like the old school days. Vince McMahon, the founder of WWE Wrestling and CEO of TKO Group, has resigned from his role as executive chairman of the board of directions or board of directors at TKO Group after being accused of sexual assault, trafficking and physical abuse by a former WWE staffer, Janelle Grant. And by the way, I couldn't find who, who this woman was or what who she was. When, when they say WWE staffer, I'm thinking about a wrestler or even like makeup, something like that, but they never show who this person is. Um, the lawsuit filed in Connecticut alleges that McMahon forced Grant into sexual relationship to keep her job and shared pornographic photos and videos of her with other men, including other WWE employees. All right. McMahon has denied the allegations and says he is prepared to defend himself in court. Um, the lawsuit also accused unnamed WWE corporate officers of knowing about her claims against Vince. All right. So it's very weird very sketchy and I think that we're not going to really get too much into it because unlike Diddy in which Diddy we saw that Diddy pretty much got away he didn't get away clean he took a lot of damage a lot of his reputation is down the drain the people that deal business with him don't really want to do business with him anymore but he didn't get locked up um Vince McMahon don't see Vince McMahon getting locked up either alright it's been claimed that where is this at? Let me go back to this article because he was just shoveling out money. You know what I mean? We talking about what? 15, what? 16 point something million to uh, all of the women who were allegedly accusing him of sexual assault, misconduct and, you know, everything of that sort. So you got to think like, yo, this nigga got that much money to where he can just spend time out of his day. He can take time out of his day and really just like shuffle money back. 
oh, well, you know, I sexually assaulted this person. So, you know, I'll, I'll fork over some cash, right? It says a subsequent investigation by the WWE boards found that over 16 years, he has spent $14.6 million in payments to women who had accused him of sexual misconduct. <clears throat> and that was the New York Times report. $14.6 million. He was just like, here. Three million here. Oh, I did. I violated her a little too much. I'll give her ten million. Like it's it's weird. Like this whole situation is weird. And also, with a second investigation, a second internal investigation revealed that an additional five million was paid to two women. So if we can be fair, we'll say that's two point five even. You know, for his part, right? Denied that any interactions he had were non-consensual. Now, um, I'm going to see if I can grab this shit online. We'll see, man. Because that would be great. You know what I mean? That, that would be excellent. If I can grab this document that goes over the situation in detail, that would be great. But if I can't find it, I honestly don't give a shit, man. I am fucking tired. <laughs> you know? Like, I am fucking tired. I am fucking tired. Oh, I got it. Oh, Lord. Yo, you guys don't understand what the fuck is about to go down right about now. Let me close out the internet. Let me close out the sound board. Let me close out the music as well. We already went over that. Shout out the night talk. But we got some more important shit to go through, don't we? We got a document that's 67 pages long. And in the United States District Court uh, for the District of Connecticut, we have Janelle Grant, the plaintiff, versus World Wrestling Entertainment, INC, NKA, World Wrestling Entertainment, Double LC, Vincent K. McMahon, and John Laurinaitis. There it is. John Laurinaitis is in the mix. Johnny Ace, for those who remember uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. All right. This is, uh, wow, this is sick. All right. <laughs> Civil Act number 324 CV. Nine zero, okay. The complaint, and this is straight off the press, baby. This is straight off of the motherfucking press. All right, plaintiff Janelle Grant, um, by and through her un, un undersigned, conceal hereby files this complaint against plaintiffs WWE Inc., Vincent Kennedy McMahon, etc., for the following introduction. Let's get it. Plaintiff Janelle Grant is a former WWE employee who was the victim of physical and emotional abuse, sexual assault and trafficking at WWE. Miss Grant is filing this lawsuit not just to address her own suffering, but also to act for those who are afraid to speak out. WWE's billionaire founder and executive chairman, defendant Vincent Kennedy McMahon, 
lived in a penthouse duplex in Miss Grant's apartment building. Wow. The two met March 2019 when Miss Grant was dealing with profound grief and struggling financially. Well, that's how they always get them. After devoting years to around-the-clock caregiving, her parents passed. All right. On top of that, she was unemployed and her family... Let me try to zoom this out as best as I can. Um, Her family home was lost in her parents' bankruptcy. After her family passed away, Ms. Grant dedicated herself to finding gainful employment. Um, Neighbors in her building provided career advice and saw her assistance with personal events. Ms. Grant used these non-paying roles in volunteer work and community um, and community initiatives to build her resume. All right. Um, the building's resident manager. Now I got to zoom this in. This shit is fucking my eyes up. Uh, the building's resident manager wanted to help. She messaged McMahon to ask whether he would talk to her, sharing that uh, Miss Grant I want to make sure I'm still recording. Miss Grant had been through hardship and had been through hardship and would do great things if given a fresh start. McMahon enthusiastically responded, hell yes. Uh, McMahon befriended Miss Grant, giving her hopes of a new life with promises of a yet to be determined role in WWE and showered her with attention and assurance, along with gifts, like a VIP experience at WrestleMania. But what seemed like a dream in the spring of 2019 quickly became a nightmare. As McMahon dangled career-making and life-changing promises in front of Ms. Grant, he demonstrated an increasing lack of boundaries. Uh, During several meetings, that were had about in a, about a potential job at WWE. He greeted her in his underwear, touching her repeatedly, asked for hugs, and spent hours sharing intimate details about his personal life. Um, McMahon warned Miss Grant to keep their, quote, closeness secret, lest rumors lead to public trouble and added that while he protects loyal people, he had world-class legal resources on speed dial to deal with people who become a problem. God damn, Vince McMahon thugging. Um, As such, when McMahon pushed um, Miss Grant for a physical relationship in return for long-promised employment at WWE, she felt trapped in an impossible situation, submitting to McMahon's sexual demands or face ruin. All right. Miss Grant feared. Matter of fact, where were we at time wise? You know what? We'll, we'll end this thing here. We're not going to end the episode, but of course, we're going to end this as a segment. We just got I, I just downloaded the documents. So we're going over the documents now. So this is half Ben Shapiro rapping and half of the McMahon uh, lawsuit only here at the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Stay with me.
All right, we're coming back. We're continuing to go over this document to be continued. Okay, segment number two. We are continuing this uh, complaint here. Uh, this case uh, filed, by the way, on January the 25th, uh, 2024. We're on page three. All right. And we're continuing. After succumbing. Wait, let me let me read this over. Uh, Miss Grant feared she had everything to lose and face negative consequences no matter what happened. After succumbing to the pressure for a physical relationship, Miss Grant was slotted into a entry level position as a quote administrator coordinator end quote a position McMahon created for her in WWE's legal department. Uh, Miss Grant began work in her role in June 17, 2019. Miss Grant remained in the role with the exception of the temporary relocation to XFL, that is uh, Extreme Football League, until McMahon verbally directed her to transfer to the talent relations department. Reporting to defendant John Laurinaitis on March the 9th, 2021. All right. Um, during a conversation the same day, McMahon explained that her presence in the legal department was effectively delaying efforts to hire a new general counsel, excuse me, a general counselor, counsel uh, for the company. Uh, McMahon and Laurinaitis informed Ms. Grant that she would be promoted to vice president of operations in the talent relations department, provided her with a organization or organizational chart reflecting this decision. Shortly thereafter, they informed her that they needed her. They needed her to begin a low level. Wait, they needed her to begin at low level as director, but promised her promotion to vice president after a 12 month period. Uh, despite Miss Grant's expressions of unhappiness and attempt to end the sexual relationship, and while she came to understanding or came to understand that McMahon expected the physical relationship to continue as part of her employment, she had uh, no idea. Okay, she pretty much gave it up. All right, got it. All right, in March. Uh, 2020, McMahon began sharing sexually explicit photographs and videos of Miss Grant, including pornographic content he recorded with other men, both inside and outside of the company, uh, including with members of the television production tech team. God damn, niggas in tech was getting pussy. Crazy. Oh my. Ay, ay, ay. Producers. Oh, not only that, uh, the tech team, producers, and a world famous athlete and former UFC champion with whom WWE actively tried to sign to a new contract and ultimately did sign that contract. That's Brock Lesnar, by the way. See? Former UFC heavyweight champion. Wow. They, they did that in a sneaky way. Without mentioning his name, you kind of figure that one out. Given McMahon's uh, position at WWE, coercion was inherent 
and his increasingly deprived sexual demands, specifically while McMahon was CEO of WWE and Miss Grant was employed as an entry-level coordinator in the legal department, McMahon uh, recruited individuals to have sexual relations with Miss Grant or with the two of them, director Miss Grant, to visit defendant Laurenitis prior to the start of workdays for sexual encounters um, and expected and directed Miss Grant to engage in sexual activity at the WWE headquarters, even during working hours. God, bitch can't even get a break. All right. At this time, McMahon ordered Miss Grant to keep their relationship secret unless otherwise instructed including lying to maintain whatever cover story he fabricated. Uh, McMahon's assurance that Miss Grant was safe and independent rang hollow in lights of his effort to isolate her from friends and attempt to chip away at her identity until it was replaced with his desired role for her as his quote bitch and his quote fantasy <clears throat> and are his porn star. Wow. While occasionally um, intermixing softer softer titles like girlfriend and baby. All right. Even love uh, when convenient. Uh, he exercised complete ownership and control over both her personal wait over her over her personal and professional lives. So this sounds a lot like Diddy, right? This sounds like the Diddy situation, right? Where Diddy had control over Cassie and everywhere that she went, he always knew where she was at. And if she tried to break away, she he would have these alleged, you know, heavy hitters that could, you know, hunt her down and bring her back to Diddy. This sounds uh, kind of similar. I'm not going to lie. McMahon also subjected uh, Miss Grant to acts of extreme cruelty and degradation that caused Miss Grant to dissociate and or become numb to reality in order to survive the horrific encounter. As one example of McMahon's extreme depravity, depravity, I'm black, on May 9th, 2020, he defecated, oh Jesus, he defecated on Miss Grant during a threesome and then commanded her to continue pleasuring his friend when feces with feces in her hair and running down her back disgusting while Vince went to the bathroom to shower off um, upon his return from the bathroom McMahon and his friend actively resumed uh, the threesome which lasted over a half an hour. God damn, over an hour. No, my bad, over an hour and a half. All right. While Miss Grant uh, remained covered in shit, pretty much. Um, when McMahon's friend left, uh, McMahon ordered her to stay and continue to gratify him. Wow. Um, June of 2021, McMahon and defendant John Laurinaitis uh, sexually assaulted Miss Grant 
inside Laurinaitis' office in WWE's headquarters while colleagues were busy at their desk. A locked door, the two men cornered her and pulled her in between them, forcefully, hold up, forcefully touches her before ultimately pulling her on top of the table in between them. Uh, she begged them to stop, but they forced themselves on her. Um, wow. Uh, each taking turns restraining restraining her for the other while saying, no means yes, and take it, bitch. Wow. Unsurprisingly, others, others at WWE knew what was going on, but instead of intervening to protect Miss Grant, WWE actively sought to conceal the wrong, the wrong, the wrongdoing. Um, in January 2022, McMahon told Grant that his life had found his wife had found out uh, about their relationship uh, to avoid to avoid a divorce, negative publicity, and other rep, uh, repercussions said that Miss Grant's time at WWE was at an end, but that he wanted to sign her to a non-disclosable agreement to ensure her silence, among other things, um, his personal misconduct. All right. So let me just stop there. So unlike, I think, unlike Diddy, unlike Diddy's situation, you have Vince who is like going after a woman who's in need, right? A woman who's desperate. She needs money. She's on hard time. So, so Vince knows, you know, who he can take advantage of. And he found her, he found his target. Now what happens later on, a lot of the freak off type of activity and the threesomes and getting shitted on, you know, this is bringing some real like giant freak off vibes. Very weird. Um, in the days ahead, McMahon put Miss Grant under immersed pressure to sign, saying that refusing would not only jeopardize McMahon, his family, and the company, but that she'd surely become a public headline, uh, suffer reputational ruin, including from the pornotic, uh, excuse me, the pornographic content that Vince captured. So this is all blackmail. You see that? This is all blackmail. Once again, similar to Diddy and his thrill of filming Cassie getting fucked by a lot of men, he could also hold that over her head. Like, oh, if you do anything, this information can leak. It'll be out of my hands. So I think this is like part of the blackmail. And I think this is what a lot of people in power do to ensure, you know, people stay loyal to them. Oh, well, I have this video of you uh, doing X, Y, and Z. You know, you wouldn't want that being leaked out to the wrong hands. You know, you might want to go along with the program. And that's how they keep these people at bay. You know what I'm saying? Um, where are we at? Even after pushing 
Miss Grant out of the country and muzzling her with an NDNA, or I said an MDNA, an NDA, non-disclosable agreement. McMahon continued um, efforts to exploit her, including attempting to traffic her, uh, traffic to traffic her to a WWE star who would be in New York City for a live event and TV taping March 2020. Understandably, defendants' predatory conduct has left Miss Grant crippled, both physically and mentally, including from debilitated. Hold up. Oh, my fucking neck. I'm just tired, man. Fuck. All right, anyway. Uh, symptoms of post traumatic stress and suicidal ideation. Ideation, all right? Um, these symptoms led to her termination from her subsequent job uh, running her building's operations due to her inability to leave her home for weeks at a time. Despite McMahon's promise of reputational protection, WWE appears to have... Let me see something. What the fuck? WWE appears to have leaked information that led to the public disclosure of her name by a media blogger who cited, quote, a source in WWE with uh, direct knowledge of the situation, end quote, which upon information and belief was an overt intimidation tactic aimed at Miss Grant. Of course, blackmail. Um, WWE has attempted to sweep the matter under the rug. Uh, following media reports that McMahon uh, was involved in a hush money payment scandal, WWE released a statement in June 2022 to announce that a special committee of its boards and directors were investigating the alleged misconduct and appointing Stephanie McMahon as um, CEO and chairwoman. Um, in this cap, in this capacity, I said captivity. What the fuck? In this capacity, Miss um, McMahon uh, publicly affirmed her commitment to quote doing everything to her power to help the special committee complete its work and to implement its feelings. Uh, she also declared the importance of a safe and collaborative workplace. Um, not with understanding this public statement, the investigation was a sham. In November of 2022, uh, WWE uh touted the conclusion of the special committee investigation into the misconduct, yet the special committee never even bothered to interview Ms. Grant or request any documents despite Ms. Grant stating that she would cooperate. Alright, parties. Now we're getting into the good things. We're going, We're getting closer into the parties and how this shit popped off, alright? Although this may be parties as in people responsible, but we'll get into that.
sorry, I didn't plan on reading. I wish I prepared myself um, to have a more professional type of episode, but I am sick, so bear with me. You dig? Uh, we already went an hour. We're 16 minutes in. All right, party. Plaintiff Janelle Grant, a Connecticut, a Connecticut what the uh, citizen, is a former employee at WWE. Uh, have worked there from June of 2019 to March of 2022. Uh, defendant Vincent Kennedy McMahon, a uh, Connecticut citizen, co-founder of WWE in, the ni- in 1980, and served on the board of directors of WWE from 1980 to, six- to September 2023. He is currently the executive chairman of the board for TKO Group Holdings, LLC, um, defendant World Wrestling Entertainment, INC, NKA World Wrestling Entertainment, LLC, aka WWE, is a Delaware limited liability company uh, whose sole managing member is TKO Group Holder uh, Delaware Corporation until on or about September 12, 2023, WWE was a Delaware corporation with headquarters in Connecticut. All right, cool. Let's continue here. Um, defendant John, John Laronitis, a Arizona citizen, is the former head of talent, um, head of talent relations and WWE general manager who on information and belief was officially dismissed by WWE uh, back in August 2022 amid allegations of misconduct by women in WWE. So you got John Laurinaitis, who was like kind of on a sneak tip, let go. Vince McMahon at that point probably had to do what he had to do or because he didn't have the position to really save him. He wasn't going to, um, but he's been let go in August uh, 2022 amid uh, allegations of misconduct by women in WWE. Um, where can we start this thing at? Uh, factual allegations. Uh, Miss Grant's history with Vince McMahon, Laurinaitis and WWE. A. Miss Grant's introduction to Vince McMahon turns into a two-hour meeting between a potential entry-level employee and a billionaire CEO prior to having any involvement with WWE. Miss Grant was dealing with profound grief following the loss of her parents, uh, who she cared for full-time as their sole caretaker. After her family passed away, Miss Grant dedicated herself. All right, we went through this. I don't want to go. I want to get into like more of the allegations. All right, here we go. Um, on or about March 23rd, 2019, Miss Grant arrived for a meeting in McMahon's condo with additional printed copies of her resume, a black notepad and a thank you cookies sitting in his dining table. Uh, McMahon looked at Grant's resume and complimented both her communication skills and common sense uh, before discussing 
little but their personal lives. For example, Miss Grant told Mr. McMahon about the hardship that led to resident managers offered to help and described losing her parents, um, her family's bankruptcy and other trauma that led her to seek financial independence to ensure she would never experience losing her home again. McMahon shares stories about his upbringing, his trauma, his traumatic, his traumatic childhood, um, growing up in poverty and current family dynamics, including his separation from Linda McMahon, described as his ex and long gone. Um, he added his marital status is an arrangement on paper for business purposes and that he lives a quiet, isolated existence outside the WWE. Uh, at the end of the meeting, McMahon told Ms. Grant that he didn't want to give her a job, but give her a life. Um, and that's and that he would find a place for her at WWE. Stunned, Ms. Grant said she didn't know how to thank him. <laughs> For, quote, possibly just changing her life, end quote. She had no idea. McMahon responded that one simple thank you is enough and that he'd accept a hug. They stood and embraced. McMahon then told Miss Grant that he'd get the ball rolling on the next steps. On the next steps, but... It was a busy time for WWE as they prepared for WrestleMania, explaining that it was WWE's Super Bowl. Um, he then invited Miss Grant to attend as his guest, along with a resident manager, and added that he would personally select their seats to have the best possible experience. McMahon, um, what the fuck? Make sure everything is good here. What the fuck? All right. Anyway, uh, McMahon advised her. Wait. McMahon advised her that his office would reach out. Um, his office would reach out to her to set up a meeting uh, with a trusted official, WWE corporate officer alright this is all cool she got him she got her the job alright I'm trying to get into like the wild shit let's see if we can get into the wild shit um like I said work with me here cause I didn't plan on going through this but I honestly didn't have nothing else to go through and this link directed me to this document that just downloaded. So, all right, on May 11th, let me turn this heat off. This heat is on hell. I'm sweating. I should be sweating with a cold, but yeah. Anyway, um, on May 11, 2019, McMahon invited Miss Grant to his condo again and asked her to lay in bed with him before informing her 
that he had ordered WWE corporate officer number four to offer her the job, even though a job description had not been firmed up beyond a high level summary. Uh, while incredibly excited to finally receive long awaited employment and financial security, Miss Grant expressed to Mr. McMahon that uh, there seemed to be a conflict between his wait uh, between his doing this and this warning to Miss Grant that one could know about their closeness. Um, he appeared amused with this reply. It's my company, end quote. Um, McMahon then undressed down to his briefs while Miss Grant remained cluttered, clouded, whatever, clothed. Oh, my bad, it's clothed. I'm black. And he began kissing Miss Grant and asserted his hands into her pants without consent. Damn. May 16, 2019, McMahon informed Miss Grant that he had obtained two tickets uh, to the Belmont Stakes schedule for June 8, 2019. I don't know what the fuck that is. The next day, Grant received an offer letter from WWE for an entry-level job as, quote, legal administration coordinator, end quote, with a salary of $75,000. Um, on May, the day after that, May 18, 2019, McMahon summoned Miss Grant to his condo, and she bought and she brought a printed copy of the offer letter to review with him. Uh, McMahon informed Miss Grant that her new boss, a WWE employer who worked in risk and government related, um, referred to Harem Harem herein. As WWE employer number one, uh, with a decade-long family friend and confidant, uh, similar in age to McMahon, and one of a small original group with McMahon called the Titan Family, uh, who helped the WWE expand from regional promotion to global juggernaut. All right, let's go. Jesus Christ. Like, let's just go through the fucking... the fuckery already, right? This is, like, too much. This is going through, like... I mean, there's a couple of things that are being mentioned, but it's, like, where's the allegations? I mean, we got a couple so far. Um... We're already on like page 19 of the 76 or 67 page document. I don't think I'm going to be going through all of this tonight. Uh, I'm going to try to find. Uh, nope. OK, here we go. This is where all the fuckery begins. Um, McMahon's coercive control tactics to sexualize and dehumanize Miss Grant. In the summer of 2019, uh, McMahon pres McMahon's presence was all-consuming in Miss Grant's life. In the office, she felt monitored 
as she was surrounded by allies of McMahon, which led to continued daily panic attacks. Um, outside of the office, McMahon sexualized her entirely. Um, he no longer referred to her as a friend and largely stopped talking to Miss Grant outside of sexting and fantasy talk. Um, any non-sexual texts related to life slash work were either ignored or given token response and answers like okay and yep. Um, as detailed herein, uh, McMahon was adamant about having Miss Grant send her explicit photographs um, impressing upon her that it was part of her sexuality. Given the control that McMahon had over Grant's employment, she felt compelled. She felt compelled to comply and sent the explicit photographs to Vince's mobile device. Uh, Miss Grant was routinely assured that the photographs she was providing to Vince were to remain private, and it was a part of their secret world. Sounds very similar to Diddy. Uh, McMahon began a McMahon began to degrade Miss Grant by calling her his bitch, uh, while hinting while hinting at a fascination with having other men watch them engage in sexual activity. Additionally, uh, this complaint details encounters during which Vince caused Miss Grant sustained physical injuries, including bleeding and pain from forceful use of sex toys. Despite Miss Grant's plea to cease any further sexual activity, a number of sexual encounters increased, as did McMahon's physical aggression during them. Notably, McMahon was most aggressive when using certain sex toys named after male WWE wrestlers and performers. Wow. McMahon named the sex toy so that the color uh, of the toy matched the race of the wrestler. For example, a black dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. Um, <laughs> in addition to McMahon's infatuation, we're pretending that other men and namely certain WWE talent were in the room with them. That was yet another incremental step to demoralize or to demoralizing or desensitizing uh, Mrs. Grant to his fantasy and eventual demands that she perform sexual acts for and are have sexual contact with others within the WWE. Uh, during a David versus Goliath type of wrestling match in 2019, Miss Grant shared with McMahon her thoughts on the event, the draw of rooting for the underdog and the and ideas for future events. McMahon complimented her creative input. Uh, she believed she was being taken seriously. That is until McMahon named a dildo after the smaller wrestler and attempted to sexualize the situation, diminishing her input. 
<laughs> By fall of 2019, McMahon frequently pressed for photographic or pornographic videos and more explicit content. When Grant expressed apprehension with this request, McMahon responded with assurances that she could trust him or question why she didn't trust him. All right. Let me set this phone back up. Uh, McMahon also took care to remain or remind Miss Grant of his power and influence, such as by flaunting a meeting with a Saudi crown prince. Wow. So this was back in, um, this shit was back in, um, when he was having the things going on with the Saudis and he had the crown jewel. That's what they call it. I actually lost where the fuck I was at. So I got to look this up again. Um, yeah. Okay. I found it. Cool. Bet. Um, McMahon tightened his grip on Miss Grant and discredits her doctor, replacing him with one of McMahon's choosing. Sounds a lot like Cassie and Diddy. Once again, in addition to her panic attacks, Miss Grant, Jesus fucking Christ, I wish this would not. This really bothers me. All right, where the fuck is this at? In addition to her panic attacks, Miss Grant uh, began experiencing increasingly severe physical, mental, emotional symptoms. All right, let's skip through that. We're trying to get more into the spicy allegations here. I mean, we got a good amount of uh, allegations already, but like, jeez. Wow. On March 30th, 2020, McMahon enthusiastically messages Mrs. Grant, the WWE referee, had showed a friend a naked photo of Miss Grant, which marked the beginning of McMahon sharing Miss Grant's naked pictures with others, who he encouraged to share with their friends. Um, the next day, Miss Grant expressed concern to McMahon that she had uh, no intention of having sex with these strangers and requested McMahon make the message clear as she felt threatened and distressed uh, by the responses her pictures were getting. Um, she, she made clear that she did not want any uh, perception. All right. All right. Cool. She doesn't want to go along with the fantasies. All right. McMahon recruits other. All right, this is this is the freak off session. This is the freak off section, right here. I'm gonna go through this page, and then I'm gonna get ready to wrap this shit up. But this right here is the freak off section. All right, this is the freak off section, um, and this is at page 26 of 67. McMahon recruits other men and forces Miss Grant into sex trafficking. In May 2020. McMahon had recruited an individual who he manipulatively referred to as his friend to engage in a threesome with McMahon and Grant. The friend turned out to be McMahon's physical therapist at alternative clinic at alternative clinic, as is referred to herein as physical therapist. Um, 
To induce Miss Grant's participation in the threesome, McMahon began referring to Miss Grant as his girlfriend and sent her a large bouquet of flowers. Nevertheless, on May 8, 2020, Miss Grant expressed apprehension about participating in the threesome. In response, Vince insisted that the plans were already made and suggested he would lose a friendship if she did not go through with it. On the day of the threesome, uh, May 9th, 2020, Miss Grant showed up to the condo, but reiterated that she did not want to participate in the act. She expressed fear of being thrown around like a rag doll by McMahon and physical therapists after Miss Grant clearly stated she wanted to back out. McMahon responded by telling Miss Grant for the first time that he loved her. Stunned her into silence, McMahon's manipulative tactics resulted in the outcome he wanted, and he led her down the stairs to the bedroom where physical therapist was already waiting to begin the threesome. Oh my God. Uh, Early in the encounter, McMahon immediately directed um, Miss Grant to lay down on her back in a sexual position. Um, While straddling over her, McMahon defecated on her head. McMahon left to shower off, but instructed Miss Grant to remain in place with the shit going down her hair and wow, and continued to perform for his friend. While Miss Grant requested protection, um, none was offered. Uh, McMahon and physical therapist actively continued with the threesome. Uh, Miss Grant, Miss Grant's sexual performance uh, for around an hour and a half while left covered in feces. Jesus. All right. So following the threesome, May 11, 2020, McMahon sent an explicit message to Miss Grant that further details um, his fantasies of seeing her engaged in sexual relations. And this is how it goes. And you probably heard this from academics. I went through this with academics a couple days ago. Shout out to that nigga. But we going all the way in with the details. He says, quote, I love it. That's you, Janelle. You just can't get enough, can you? In the future, it's going to be so bad that you'll demand to be fucked twice a day and not just with blank in a three-way. Why not let others see the beautiful, voluptuous body and watch you shake uncontrollably when you come? Uh, They'll go out of their minds. Then I'll find more friends and we'll tie you up so you're helpless I'll direct them to have their way any way they want. Uh, Who can make you scream the loudest? Maybe I'll just maybe maybe I'll just line them up. Maybe I'll just line them up and have them and have them squirt in your mouth, your pussy all over your tits and ass all at the same time. You'll be covered in cum and we'll. It will make you eat it all and taste everyone's cum. The next, the next morning, you'll be a little sore, but you're going to want more. Wow, this shit is graphic. Uh, McMahon pressured Miss Grant 
into several additional threesomes um, in large part because in large part because she felt she had no choice. Uh, sounds a lot like Cassie, particularly after McMahon's comment that he had personally ensured that she had not lost her job. Her subsequent run with physical therapists at Alternative Center also served as a reminder of how much was at stake if she did not obey. McMahon controlled Miss Grant's employment income, paid for her medical care, um, circulated naked pictures of her, and ignored her lack of consent for the first threesome. Um, indeed, when text conversations will begin to cross over from McMahon's fantasies into reality, uh, Miss Grant often attempted to avoid physical encounters with physical therapists. But as of September 23rd, 2020, when she told McMahon that that there was, quote, no room for a third body, end quote, after a threesome, excuse me, after a threesome, after all the threesomes began, McMahon became more sadistic and his fantasies focused on control, such as choking, um, sensory deprivation, pain, humiliation, and group scenarios in which Miss Grant would be physically overwhelmed and subservient. And this is another text. Yo, this is back to Diddy shit. All right, the BBCs, right? We're going back into Diddy land. This is the weird, like, the weirdo nature of these people. Um, here we go. Um, read, I guess, read your last picture, respond to your last picture. You need your parties, you need your panties ripped off and three big black dicks in all three holes at the same time. Uh, way up in your pussy and way up in your ass. And as they will go, but even further, um, and the thickest cock goes down your throat. So it makes you gag and convulse as those big black cocks pound away. It feels, it feels like from the start, you're being assaulted, but it's made you come nonstop. Just one continuous, constant orgasm. And just before you pass out, those black cock, those black, those big black dicks squirt their load inside you. As you lay on your stomach, as you lay on your stomach, the cum will come out of all the holes. I'll turn you over and jack off all over you. This niggas. This is sadistic, bro. This is what I talk about before where like niggas become like like crazy. Like they they reach a point where it's like there is no going back. Like they they become like extreme perverts, right? They they get a kick out of sexually assaulting women. And it's weird. And like this whole big black cock thing I'm going to tell you all again, this sounds a lot like the Diddy situation, all right? On one occasion, he instructed Miss Grant. Oh, where are we at, you fucking piece of shit? On one occasion, he instructed Miss Grant, do not knock on the door. Because if I see you, I will rape you in the hallway. What the fuck? 
Yo. Alright, so. On June 17, 2020, uh, Miss Grant sent text to McMahon um, noting her one year anniversary and joining WWE. McMahon ignored her. <laughs> one month later, McMahon reminded Miss Grant about the far reaching of his texting out of explicit content of her quote by now thousands of men oh wait wait what the fuck oh man I hate this fucking phone so much man I'm scrolling down and it just kind of goes wherever the fucking wants but anyway alright let me let me read this message I guess this is from her um, I just passed my phone around. Oh, no, this is Vince. I just passed my phone around to a bunch of guys on the tech crew. They were screaming. Oh, my God. She's fucking beautiful. Look at that ass. I'd like to get that. I paused the count out loud. How many guys there were? Twelve. I then said, OK, there's 12 of you and she would love to fuck each and every one of you. At one time, the guys cheered, but she will only do it. She will only do it if she takes three at a time. Um, That brought a huge reaction. She wanted one deep in her ass, uh, one way down her throat and one in her pussy. And you could you could pound her and keep on pounding her till you pop your load. She may scream and try to say no, although it will be difficult to say anything with a cock down your throat. They laughed. I then said, they laughed. I then said, listen, no matter what, no matter what, just pound away till you squirt. Baby, these guys were having a blast with me. Uh, Some of them didn't believe me. So I said, you were the greatest fuck in the world. And no matter how much you get, you always want more. And then I said, "Uh, she loves cum, baby. (laughs) She loves cum, baby. These texts, as we call them, were having the time of their lives. Listening to my truthful stories. I then said you would take a 10 minute break between each fucking, but then you would get back on your hands and knees with your ass in the air and say, okay, I'm ready. Who's next? Laugh out loud. I drove them wild, baby. Or I should say you drove them wild. Just imagine what really happened, baby. How much come you would have coming out of all your holes. Yo, Vince McMahon is a fucking savage, bro. This nigga's burnt. We got to keep going, I guess. We got to keep going. Uh, McMahon recruits Laurenitis into his exploitation of Miss Grant 
and transfers her into Laurinaitis' department at WWE, trafficking and sex acts at WWE headquarters. At this time, Ms. Grant became so sick from the stress of the situation that McMahon had subjected had subjected her to that her weight plummeted to just a hundred pounds, which Vince McMahon ignored. Um, one distressing event occurring November twenty first, twenty twenty, when McMahon drove Miss Grant to headquarters to fulfill his fantasy of having a sexual encounter with her in his office, causing Miss Grant to suffer a panic attack in the passenger seat while pleading with McMahon to change his mind and drive her back home. McMahon scoffed and then gave her an ultimatum. Either you have a sexual encounter in his office or inside the parking lot. Terrified, Miss Grant obeyed McMahon's direction by entering the headquarters for the encounter. Uh, further, despite Miss Grant's requested statements that she did not, Jesus, again, this shit again. Um, she did not want to participate in threesomes with McMahon and the physical therapist. Uh, McMahon advised her and others and told her that he had found another person to join them. Defendant John Laurinaitis. In November 2020, McMahon pressed Grant Grant to make explicit photos and videos to send to John Laurinaitis. McMahon orchestrated once again. Matter of fact, that's cool. We'll go through more text. Because this thing, like when I try to scroll this shit, it just does whatever the fuck it wants. Uh, maybe he wants to, maybe he wants two other guys to join you with him. Holy shit. You've told him you would do anything with him. So he surprised you with two others. You would have no alternative than to take them on. Oh my God. The stories you could tell me then it makes me want to come right now. By the way, I just thought of what I think is an excellent idea. Maybe you can hint that if he knows someone uh, who can be discreet, it might be better if you and Johnny try him out first so he can get more comfortable before he is introduced to me. Actually, that makes total sense, doesn't it? Wow. Vince McMahon is just ordering this woman around to perform sexual acts. This shit is crazy. We're going to another text message. No, I think I already read this. Yeah, I did. I mean, there's like a dossier of just text messages, man. Shit is crazy. Here's another one. Um, Exactly, baby. He's not the only one. Blank called me this afternoon begging to eat you and fuck you with his nice and hard dick. Um, The woman says, give me another week, baby. And I'll be ready. I'm feeling more like myself. It's not great, but it's getting better. Tell me soon or tell him soon. I already told him, baby. By the way, Johnny wants Tuesdays, but not this coming one and the occasional Saturday. But maybe I can shift it to Thursday nights. Johnny would like all of the above. Oh, my God. This nigga is like, remember, remember Godfather? Y'all remember that? 
the whole train. I think he was uh, Papa Shango. Now known as the Godfather. This nigga was really pimping bitches. This nigga Vince is a problem. I mean, this nigga Vince is a fucking problem. Allegedly. This nigga is a fucking problem. Allegedly. Sorry, I had to blow my nose. I would have paused it to blow my nose, but I really don't give a fuck. Uh, yeah, so... Let's see what the fuck we got going on. Uh, text like this, a shift schedule caused Miss Grant to suffer breakdowns over how her original hope for a new life had been reduced to objective, to being an objectified and dehumanized existence. Jesus. Yeah, this is bad, man. We'll go through another text message, right? Now we already went through that. Oh, here's another one. Um, those compliments will keep on coming, baby. Just wait and see. I totally understand and agree. Uh, being scared of communication and photos, Johnny gets drunk and sloppy and can easily make a mistake that could cost him his job and yours too. Wow. Verbal communication is the way to go. Then Johnny, then that said, have you and Johnny talked about breakfast tomorrow? So, and by the way, Johnny referred to as Johnny as Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis. He ended up getting fired because of this shit. Well, not because of this, but another situation with a woman, which was obviously swept under the rug. All right. She responded, we haven't discussed it at all. It's up in the air. Johnny complained about getting a new phone and it just arrived. I haven't set up time to coordinate setting it up with it because I need him to assure me that he's erased everything. And this is the same the same kind of situation with Diddy and Cassie. I'm referring to two because they're both alike. Um, where the blackmail the blackmail involves the explicit pictures and videos. Diddy had this same element, but he got he and similar to to Vince, he was pleasured by watching the girl get fucked. So not only was it pleasure for him, but it was blackmail over the woman. So just remember that. All right. Let's see. Cause this shit, like every time I try to move this, it kind of just goes on its own and it really pisses me off. So I'm gonna go through some more messages and then I'm just gonna wrap this up. This is from Vince. Here's what Blank said after I told him that part of the deal was fucking you. Laugh out loud. That's your turf. Uh, she will be ruined after me and leave your ass. Plus, after me, your tool won't fit anymore. Wow. Jesus Christ. This nigga Vince is a savage, bro. This nigga Vince is a savage, dude. I think that's all the... the, the, the um, I think that's all the text messages that were mentioned. Let me make sure. Um, I will be going through more of this. 
I just wanted to see if this actually gathered the whole lawsuit and sure did. I remember um, the Diddy shit was only about, what, 30-something? I think it was 30-something pages. This is uh, 67, so yeah. Whole lot of fuckery going on, all right? WWE, well, we can't even incorporate him in WWE. He's been scrubbed out of uh, the website. I I find this to be kind of weird, and this is why. There's been allegations about Vince for years, for decades, whether it's the steroid scandal that went on or more sexual, alleged sexual assaults, coercion, um, forcing himself on women, allegedly. I mean, this isn't really a secret. Some people may be surprised, maybe some of the younger fans who don't really remember the time before the Attitude Era, and really the Attitude Era itself. Um, Vince McMahon was under a lot of, um, he was under a lot of scrutiny from a lot of things that went on. Um, even with the uh, Chris Benoit situation, where Chris Benoit had, you know, murdered his family, um, before that information was brought up, to the headquarters, WWE celebrated the life of Chris Benoit. Now, here's how I feel about the situation, right? I think Chris Benoit was an excellent wrestler. I don't, I don't use, I don't say that his skills outweigh the horrendous things that he did to his family. I also am a person that will also say that his autopsy said that he was drug free. So the steroids the whole steroid allegation didn't work. It didn't stick. But WWE kind of stick with it anyway and said that, oh, it's Roy's Rage. We got to we gotta erase Chris Benoit from WWE history. And that's what they did. Now, of course, now it is Vincent Kennedy McMahon's turn to get blacklisted. But in a turn of events... This is his company. I mean, he co-founded the company. You know what I'm saying? Um, Of course, when you want to talk about the legacy of WWE, I mean, to not mention Vince McMahon would almost be a crime, in my opinion. That being said, them deciding to turn their back on Vince says a lot. Because this isn't just a wrestler. You know, although he actually performed in the ring on several occasions, he was somebody who was hands on in the business. And whether people like McMahon or not, they tend to like his product, WWE. Now, we're seeing this real shift for some people who are watching, some of the people who are fans, and you're starting to see Triple H kind of take over. And now a lot of people are enthusiastic about WWE now because you have a younger person given Triple H with the opportunity to do things that McMahon probably didn't want to do. Um, One interesting thing that I brought up before, but this was always something in terms of the wrestling business, the TKO thing, which merges, which, which, which is pretty much a merging between WWE and UFC. Um, is a big move 
the last thing they want to do is have, you know, perverted old Vinnie Mac ruin the reputation. So they're doing, they're hitting him with the Diddy treatment. They're hitting him with the Chris Benoit treatment. Now you're being Benoit. You ordered the Benoit of Chris Benoit. Now you're being Benoit. And in order to save face, a lot of people have to realize that's what you got to do. Um, it's just, it's very similar, although different. Of course, Revolt is not WWE, but same situation with Diddy having to resign from Revolt. Wouldn't be a good good thing to have that name to that company, even though it's a company that was owned by Diddy. And it's natural now that I figured it out a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. Remember when we talked about the T.D. Jakes being connected to Diddy? Well, T.D. Jakes had his whole sermon and his whole church services on revolt. So it would be natural if something bad happens to Diddy. The next person they're looking at is somebody like T.D. Jakes. Now, we have fun talking about. T.D. Jakes going to the freak offs and, and have you ever been swallowed? All right. Have you ever been have you ever gone to a time of swallowing? Right. We went we, we laughed about this, but it becomes more disturbing when you think of the possibilities that, yo, this could happen. T.D. Jakes could have went to the freak offs. And what's crazy in terms of uh, Vinnie Mac it's the situation of, well, who else was involved? Well, we heard Brock Lesnar, but they didn't mention Brock Lesnar, allegedly. They didn't mention his name, but they said former UFC heavyweight champion. Do the fucking math. That's the only nigga that's been in UFC that's been successful in the WWE. Besides Ronda Rousey, and she's not even in the WWE anymore. But you have these companies now and like I said, like a thief in the night, you have WWE parting his ways with Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon was taken off the website. You have um, TKO saying that Vince has stepped down, affected immediately due to his misconduct. So now what happens now is it's business as usual. Now, oddly enough, some of the hardcore wrestling fans, you might be celebrating right now. Because a lot of people will say that the direction and the control of the wrestling business is stimly. You have to look at Vince McMahon as the villain. He's the bad guy. He's taken territories. He's taken wrestlers. He's bought talent. He's pretty much destroyed the territories. Now people are saying, uh-oh, because TNA or Impact Wrestling is now having performers show up to the WWE Royal Rumble, which may surprise people. But then if you think about it, you already have Ring of Honor being embraced. See, this is this is how I know that I, I know about business. So you got AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They got um they got Tony Khan got Ring of Honor as well. So Ring of Honor is one with AEW. Well, not necessarily, but still, the wrestlers go back and forth within two different promos. So now it brings back that promo territory vibe. So you think Triple H is just sitting back on, oh, we, we, we'll we just take WWE. Vince McMahon wants to reach out to New Japan Pro Wrestling. I mean, not Vince McMahon, Triple H. 
shout out to Triple H. Triple H wants to reach out to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Triple H wants to reach out to Impact Wrestling because at this point, it's almost, I hate to say it, but the people, even Stephanie McMahon to an extent, she's celebrating this. Now, I'm not saying that she knew about anything. I'm not saying that she didn't know, but I'm saying to have control of the company, finally, and have that creative control to where y'all can test things out. Y'all can test the waters. And people will understand it because they'll say, well, Vince is not involved with the shit anymore. So now we'll start watching wrestling because let's face it. We connect the dots with the steroid situation. You know, you don't think Vince McMahon was on some fucking roids. You saw this brolic nigga back in the day. He used to have the wave cap. That's when Vince McMahon was the funniest. This nigga had the pink wave cap and he was carrying the the ECW belt. I got to get that. I got to get that photo as uh, the title of this. Or as the uh, cover of this episode. <clears throat> like, Vince McMahon. And I don't like to use this word, but I'm going to use it in terms of professional wrestling. Not in life, but in terms of professional wrestling, Vince McMahon's an icon. You know what I'm saying? He's the guy who's went against Eric Bischoff. Monday Night Wars, dominated. Uh, Went against Ted Turner beforehand with the WCW, dominated. Um, Later on, in later years, went head-to-head or even financed Paul Heyman with ECW. That's debatable. Dominated. And while he dominated W... uh, while, While Vince McMahon at the time dominated ECW... He also brought a lot of the talent. Now, a lot of people will say, well, and I didn't think I was going to talk about professional wrestling, but I might as well. It's Vince McMahon, right? Some people thought, well, he's going to do ECW the way that they did WCW. But here's the truth. All right. Eddie Guerrero came from WCW and ECW, a legend in both in both in both companies. Rey Mysterio, the same. Um, Dean Malenko, the same. Um, well, pretty much the Radicals, right? For people that know, the Radicals. Um, Eddie Guerrero, Chavo Guerrero, um, Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn. Um, the Dugleys. The Dugley Boys are now known as Team 3D or whatever the fuck they call themselves. These, these guys were from a rival company who actually came into the company and got famous, like truly famous. Um, one of the biggest examples would be somebody like Chris Jericho, who Chris Jericho is now in all elite wrestling. But if you were to ask Chris Jericho, what do you think about WWE? I doubt he's going to say any really bad words, right? Cause WWE, when it came to the wrestlers that were from other companies, even like CM Punk, when CM Punk first premiered and, and ECW, they were already chanting CM Punk because they knew who CM Punk was. WWE was just the center stage. To this day, I mean, let's be real. And I like, like growing up, I used to watch WWF, like faithfully. I wouldn't watch WCW. But today, there's so many different options. You want to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
You got a lot of the gaijin, a lot of the foreigners who translate or who does their own commentary. So you can you can actually watch Japanese wrestling and know what the fuck is going on um, in which they have their own style and technique of performing. Americans, Americans has always been the arrogant out of, you know, the world of professional wrestling. Right. So America was always seen as the center stage. But in the 90s, it was really that it was WCW versus WWF. It was Eric Bischoff versus Vince McMahon. And growing up as a as a kid watching this shit, I was just blown away. Like, wow, these two companies really hate each other. And then like the Monday Night Wars in which before it was even called that people knew what was going on. Like, yo, WCW is really trying to overthrow WWE and Kevin Nash uh, Scott Hall, formerly known as Razor Ramon, rest in peace. These people came to WCW. After that, when Hulk Hogan came, that was when things shifted. And people, it was a good time. It was a competitive time for WWE, but it was a good time for business. And to kind of see how Vince... It, like I said, it doesn't surprise me. This is a billionaire. And I've always had this opinion about billionaires to where they don't have any sexual boundaries. They're limitless, where they've enjoyed so many women and so many things that their minds are perverted. They just like perversion. Women tied up. He's defecating on bitches like out of pocket. Out of fucking pocket. But for wrestling it's a good it's a it's actually a good it's a good time for wrestling i'm not gonna lie to you vince mcmahon being out of the picture officially and hopefully they just bar him they just don't they don't communicate with him anymore they don't do none of that because if you're trying to build a company if you're trying to build you know a brand of sports entertainment you're going to be very careful And, and see this is where i think and this sounds crazy, but I think AEW can become WCW. And I don't mean that in a bad way, like WCW, like 2000. I mean, WCW, Monday Night Wars. Um, And this is how, right? Both companies, WWE, AEW, one company's going through a lot. Another company's kind of just getting by, but they're still, you know, making way. And I played the AEW game. The game fucking sucks. Let's just be honest. Very unpopular statement that I'm going to say, but the AEW Fight Forever game is fucking atrocious. It's trying to be arcadey, but trying to be realistic at the same time. It's like, which way is up? Which button? Which button do I push to grapple? You know, why are these buttons? Like, it, this looks. This is a bad game, man. And you know how I know the game sucks? Because it had free days. Anytime Game Pass for all my gamers out there, for all you nerds like myself, you know that if a game is being placed out for free, it's a shitty game. It there was one game that was out that was fucking sick. It was a free game. It was called Anvil. And Anvil is like an over-the-top shooter, old school shooter. But it had, the you know, the next gen graphics and it was just a fun old school 
style arcade shooter, right? It doesn't take much to make a good game, really. It just takes a little bit of creativity. And I've noticed, y'all heard about the new Jack City that's coming out on Netflix. The black guy who played, uh, I believe that's Cottonmouth from Luke Cage. He's playing um, the role of Wesley Snipes as Nino Brown. It's like, dude, do we really need more documentaries? Do we really need more remakes of movies that are about terrible shit? Like selling dope and the black criminal. Like, can we can we do something different? I'm black asking this. Can we please do something different? Another reboot of of Roots, right? And then a reboot of New Jack City. So the Coons and the Menstrual Show can live on in, in these black households. It's an absolute fucking atrocity. Niggas is cheering it on. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Oh, right. Great. Another nigga on camera selling dope. Another nigga on camera shooting another man. Another black man on camera shooting another black man. But hey, it's entertainment, right? Until it's in a neighborhood near you. Until it's in a street corner near you, right? Until it's in a projects or in a complex near you. A cul-de-sac near you, right? And it, it made me realize that people, like black folks, just like nigga shit. That's what they like. They like it. Like, and... Nobody takes time to really like reevaluate or think what they're supporting or who they support and why they support it. I was I was going through this uh this thought in my mind before I even decided that I was going to go over the article for this episode, right? And I came up with something called the neutral nobodies of political discussions. The neutral nobodies of political discussion. These are the people that don't really have an opinion, but if you have an opinion, they're the first ones to judge your opinion. They have no opinion themselves, but only judgment to your opinion. So they don't even think. These are the dumbasses, niggas, all types of people that that go out there and say uh, political issues are not important, but you live in poverty. And you've been supporting the same fucking party your whole fucking life and going nowhere and going nowhere fast. All right. There's a mediocre push for non-political discussions. And I've been noticing this mediocre push for non-political discussions by Negroes, Negroes who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They want to connect everything to some esoteric bullshit. They want to connect things to tarot cards. You know, what I mean, wickedness. Niggas is fucking stupid. Oh, well, you know, Trump, well, you know, people say whatever they want about Trump. I'm not backing Trump. Okay. So fucking what? Bitch, I'm backing Trump. Now what? What's the point? But then if you ask these people, well, what what do you have to back up? Or what do you what reason do you have of not supporting Trump? Well, for one, he's a racist. That's when you walk away. That's when you walk away from these people because they're neutral nobodies. What do I mean by neutral? Neutral meaning non-independent. See, there's this belief that everybody who supports Trump is a Republican. There's this belief that everybody that supports Trump is a so-called conservative. And to some extent, that is true. But here's the reality of it. The people that support Trump are the people that understand common sense. You know what I mean? They saw the country doing good 
They saw the country thriving. Um, they saw businesses thriving. They saw tax dollars coming back into the, into the pockets of American citizens. But then the liberals come out of left field and say, oh, well, he's still a racist. Okay. Well, this racist white man helped my black ass out. I'm not dealing with y'all white liberals. I don't have time, energy, and consideration to deal with you people. I've been paying attention to the tactics and the strategies of these devils for quite some time. And I realize it's all propaganda and indoctrination and to fear porn, right? Um, just fear mongering, war mongering. Oh, well, Trump's in office. Remember when Trump was in? I always wanted to bring this story up, right? Remember Trump was in office and we had this supposed problem with North Korea and everybody thought, well, we're going to get hit with the missiles. It's all Trump's fault. We're all going to die now. This is liberals. This is how they talk. MSNBC. These guys are all devils. They're like, oh, we're going to die now. We're we're our country's in a severe threat. This nigga went on a plane and met the nigga in North Korea. The fuck are you talking about? Zero wars, zero casualties. Keep in mind, the president that everybody thought that was a dictator ended up keeping his word by not having wars, not having unnecessary bloodshed and ruling the country with an iron fist. Fuck these niggas. These Negroes are uneducated and they're unimportant and they're a distraction. The neutral nobodies of political discussion. Niggas that will just sit back, listen to what I'm saying and saying that I'm coming up with bullshit. But these niggas don't got an opinion themselves. They only care about who's winning the Super Bowl and when, what big booty bitch got the best song. Get the fuck out of my face. Get the fuck out of here. Because y'all been y'all been out and about talking about this racism shit for too long, man. As a black man, I'm tired of hearing about it. You Negroes are not going through racism. You're in a cycle where you're being told by mainstream media who's racist and who's not, yet you're not questioning the people who's telling you. This is why the neutral nobodies of political discussions flourish, because they know the other people, the other sheeple are just fucking stupid, dumb and idiotic. And they don't think for themselves and given the opportunity They'll turn their backs on their culture. They'll turn their backs on their people. They'll turn their backs on anybody just to get a fucking paycheck. That's why you'll see a lot of these Negroes promoting Joe Biden. You're going to see a lot of these old step and fetch Negroes supporting Joe Biden. And the mediocrity behind their statements and what the fuck they mention, it makes no sense. I can't sit back and tell I can't sit back and, and let a black man tell me that political conversations and political discussions are not important. When you Negroes is asking and arguing about who's winning the fucking Super Bowl. None of you niggas is winning the Super Bowl. The athletes is winning the Super Bowl. But y'all still fighting over that. You got these dumbass niggas. They fighting in the fucking stadiums over two sports teams that none of these niggas know own nothing from besides a stink ass fucking jersey. And y'all telling me political discussions aren't important. Nigga, y'all niggas ain't important. Re respectfully. Y'all were the same mindless Negroes talking about Black Lives Matter, but you got black on black crime going on across the fucking country. Niggas ain't talking about that. 
Niggas don't want to cross the boundaries. But niggas be out here uh, stepping and fetching, tap dancing for the Democratic plantation and to get their spot, get a little to get a little opportunity to be on television like Charlemagne and God, a politically uneducated buffoon, a fucking retard. Excuse me for being politically incorrect, but it is what it is. The nigga's a fucking retard. Going from one video where he denounced the Democrats. If y'all if y'all don't remember, I, I could remind y'all, but I'm reminding y'all technically now. Um, look up the liberal hive mind video. Shout out the liberal hive mind. He white. He goes over Charlemagne the God and Andrew Schultz talking about how um, Joe Biden has the country in shambles. But you go from that to saying that Donald Trump's a dictator. So so what is it? And when are you black people going to wake up and start thinking for you? Yeah, I cut myself off. My apology. I cut myself off on accident, but it's all good. I'm about to end this episode any fucking way. But, you know, it, it comes to a point where. Even with the video we went through in the last episode that I did not upload yet. Um, with Snoop Dogg and his alleged endorsement for Trump and claiming that he has, quote, nothing but love for Trump. Sounds a bit sketchy, but, you know, typical. Typical. You know, this is the same Negro that was singing along with fuck Donald Trump. And this is the problem, right? Like I said, the political ignorance of some of these high level celebrities is almost appalling. But then again, it doesn't surprise me because these people don't have to comply with a president per se. Like their taxes may be affected, but, you know, they're still better off than the nine to fiver like myself. Right. They're still better off than the typical blue collar worker like myself. So to hear to hear somebody like Snoop say that, you know, he has nothing but love for Trump. It seems fake. It seems childish. Um, it's very similar to how I feel about um, what's that nigga's name? Ice Cube. You know, Ice Cube in the same way, you know, who many people would say that he actually backed. Um, he actually backed a couple of things from Trump. In fact, he was the only presidential candidate during 2020 who would actually meet up with him to talk about the platinum plan. All right. So y'all got to remember, y'all are just being lied to. And it's only a matter of time before the people wake up. But unfortunately, for a lot of people, by the time they wake up and see what's happening, things are going to be in full effect. And I'm not trying to like promote like any fear or propaganda, but the country could very well be taken over. Depending on how you look at the migration situation, wink, wink, it's already happening. The country's being taken over. Um, the same people that promised y'all everything are the people that are allowing these non-American uh, citizens into your communities, into your schools for refuge, into your hospitals for reg uh, refuge. Hey, if somebody's shot, we just let them die in the street. Hey, the hospital's occupied with migrants. You know, 10, 15, 20,000 migrants coming in at a time in places like New York City, all five boroughs. Um, you, you'll see pictures and videos of them in Manhattan. It's like a fucking refugee camp. It almost looks like how New York used to look in the 70s. If you all ever get a chance, look at 
New York in the 70s. New York City. This reminds me of uh, the taxi driver. The taxi driver and how New York City looked. That's how New York City looks today. Like Blade Runner outside of like the holographic shit. Like it's Blade Runner. It's fucking Skid Row. It's uh, Kensington Ave. All wrapped up in one. It's a hellhole. And you so-called Democrats and, and liberals are the ones that caused this to happen. And I'm telling y'all this because nobody else is going to tell you. It's y'all fault. Y'all y'all are responsible for this. But I don't hate y'all. I just think that, that y'all aren't the smartest people. And I, I'm really disappointed that you people are considered citizens of this country. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I think a lot of you niggas are dumb. I'm just going to keep it. I'm going to keep it 1,000 with y'all. A lot of you niggas is dumb, retarded. Y'all know what the fuck's going on. Y'all listening to CNN, all these other people, Fox, they're all promoting lies and propaganda to promote one side against the other side, but there's still common sense in between some. Some people are able to find it and navigate whether you consider that the center or you consider that independent, and then other people are gung-ho. They're on the left or they're in the right. I still happen to be in the right only by proxy. It's not that I necessarily chose this path, but connecting the views that I have and my beliefs to a particular party, it would have to be the one on the right. The one on the left represents destruction, all types of pronouns, all types of misgenders, uh, sexual harassment claims, Me Too 2.0, um, the transgender community going postal and assaulting uh, straight. There's, there's studies of that. Um, transsexuals going around assaulting heterosexual men and heterosexual women, right? So this is all happening. And now they look at us and they're like, wait, he's not supposed to be on that side. You know, he's a black. What's he doing? You know, supporting Trump. You know, what's he doing? You know, uh, talking about, you know, Second Amendment. What's he doing in general? Right. Especially a nigga from Jersey like myself. I already know this state is shit. I already know this state is fucking terrible. I know that when the election happens, regardless of who I vote for, majority of Jersey is voting for Biden. I know that for a fact. The only state that's nearby that has hope, that it seems to have hope right now, is PA. PA tends to have some hope where it can possibly become a full-on red state. The red wave is not hitting Jersey. That's how shitty Jersey is. Jersey is used to its own shit. That's why Jersey will never change. You see what I mean? And a lot of other states are kind of stuck in their ways in that way as well. And even if they see true progress in the opposition, they will stay loyal to their party. And I find that to be appalling. I'm not loyal to a party that's not loyal to me. I'm not loyal to the Republican Party. I'm loyal to the ideas and representation of Donald J. Trump. That's it. Uh, after this election, shit, I may not vote ever again. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. You know, let this nigga back in office real quick. You know what I mean? Let this nigga tear up real quick. Let this nigga act up. Do what he does best, man. That's how I look at it. I mean, a lot of black people, a lot of, a lot of whites and even black people will be, it's almost a culture shock hearing niggas like me talk about Trump the way that I do. But here's the thing. I don't give a fuck what most people think about what I think about, because what I think about is my thoughts. It's from my research. You know what I mean? I don't just talk the talk. You understand? 
these other Negroes and these other Khazards, these Caucasoids, they sit back and they're going, well, you know, you're supporting a racist. You know that you're supporting a, a white supremacist. You're supporting Adolf Hitler. Really? OK, well, I'm going to support Adolf Hitler. Then. Fuck y'all niggas. How about that? We'll do it like that. If I'm supporting the new age Adolf Hitler, then so fucking be it. I don't like any of these fucking political figures whatsoever. I don't respect them. I know they don't respect me. They don't respect the blacks. They don't respect minorities. They don't even respect white people. They're in a higher platform. This is this is where race doesn't matter anymore. These people just have more power than you. And these black boule ass Negroes, they're they're one in the same. They have dominance and dominion over the mindless, spineless and degenerate sheeps that follow them. And niggas like me got to come in, you know, mix things up, throw shit around, raise my voice, you know, temporarily just to make my points. Whether I'm talking about Donald Trump, whether I'm talking about the Vince McMahon situation and then going back to the Diddy situation, the giant freak off scenarios. I'm still going to have the same energy because niggas only God can take that energy and take that life from you. I'm not I'm not living in fear of any of these motherfuckers. I don't give a fuck what these niggas got going on. You know, I got more things going on. All right. Niggas want to get crazy. We we can we can definitely take it that route. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, flexing or anything like that, but you know, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not the enemy you wanna have. Trust me. I'm not the enemy you wanna have. And I don't want allies either, so your your request to being an ally and a friend is dismissed. You know what I mean? Twenty twenty four, I'm straight up focused on getting this podcast out. Working, doing the same thing I was doing the year before, making more money and dealing with less stress and less distractions of people and just the degeneracy of modern women and these simps and these niggas that pedestalize pussy and put pussy on a pedestal and worship it as if it's the most high. These niggas are wicked, demonic and like I said, a disgrace, degenerates. They don't have any guidance. Family didn't teach them shit. You know what I mean? Family just taught them how to be more of a degenerate, uh, more of a degenerate opportunist who will kick somebody's back in to go to another level, but then call out the conservative man for cooning. And all you niggas is doing is eating fried chicken. I've seen videos. Like I said, man, I said this shit in the last episode. They had this one Negro. He was scoffing down. Like it was like it had to be about. 50, 50 plus wings or something like that. He was just eating them. He's like, oh, chicken. Ooh, all types of coon shit. Setting Negroes back a good 500 years. Setting Negroes back a good 500 years. Congratulations, man. I hope it's worth the views. These fucking cocksuckers are soulless. That's why I, I don't want to deal with celebrities. I don't want to deal with higher ups. I don't want to deal with none of them people. I just want to have my little pirate ship and say what the fuck I need to say. You feel me? Because all these niggas is fucking weirdos. Niggas is having sex parties, sex trafficking, all type. I don't want anything to do with that shit. I'd rather hang out with hardened criminals, nigga. And I'm talking about street criminals. I'm not talking about no Batiman, booty bandit type of rapist type shit. Fuck that. 
niggas got me fucked up. Y'all got y'all got a bunch of sissies. And this is what's wrong with these niggas today. Y'all got a bunch of sissies teaching y'all how to be men. What type of what type of fruitcake shit is that? A bunch of sissies telling you how to be a man. You better off asking your goddamn mama how to be a man. But you asking these sissies, these choir directors, if you guys, if you, if, if you catch my drift, the tambourine players, if you guys catch my drift, are you following me? Rainbow Power Rangers, are you following me? I have to be more direct. All right. You allow these motherfuckers to tell you what a man is and what a man isn't. And then the men become weak. The young boys become weak, degenerate, pathetic bums. They become idiots. They're lazy. They don't want to do shit. Everything that they do, it, it involves like some some form of pain to them. Like, what the fuck? Nihilism is at an all-time high. The black pill is at an all-time high. A bunch of fucking suicides, suicidal incels are out here, out and about, creeping around. All types of weird shit. You know what I mean? This whole, this whole, this whole entire sphere is fucked up. That's why I dip. This shit is too much for me. Fuck these niggas. Y'all niggas on y'all own, man. I always been on my own and comfortably. So it's it's very difficult for even now. Like I look back at all this shit. It's like, God damn, like, yo, all these niggas today. Right. Either they're trying to Mac, they're trying to Mac on bitches and, and by Mac and they're just simps any fucking way. They're putting bitches on a pedestal. Sending them two paragraph text messages, all type of the works like this out of fucking pocket. And, you know, me, I'm a piece of shit. I'm giving bitches one word responses. And and, and that's it, because I don't have the time and the energy and the care that I once had. And I realized that when I had that care, I was the most manipulated. I was the most used in that situation. And I said to myself, I'm not treating a bitch like that ever again. You know, what I mean, when you try to and what I mean by treating a bitch like that, I don't mean like. I'll never respect women or no dumb shit like that. I mean, I'll never be vulnerable around women. And women have this ability to where they allow men to be more vulnerable. So a man will say much. A man will say pretty much everything about himself, revealing himself. And now she has all this ammunition and everything to use against him. You you dig? Like, so, you know, shit gets critical, man. That's why I tell niggas to keep your head on a swivel. Stay off these dating apps. These bitches don't really want you. They want your money. They want your resources. And it's not it's not to hate them for that. It's just to understand that if you got a woman now, lose your money, lose your job, lose your house and see if that woman's still around. You dig? Spoiler, she won't be. All right. <laughs> Spoiler. Spoiler alert. She won't be. Anyway, it's almost 8.30. I should be going back in here and finishing this job so I can get the fuck out of here. Like I said, I got off. I got off tomorrow, so I might get back into Vince McMahon files. We got the McMahon file. Oh, my God. Ben Shapiro rapping. Let's go back to that real quick. What's fucking with that? Ben Shapiro with valid bars. Like, these were valid bars from a Khazart. This is a Khazart Jewish man. All right. The Khazard had bars, man. I can't even I can't even lie, you know, and all these other mediocre Negroes. This is a special shout out to y'all. Y'all niggas are so fucking irrelevant. It's going to come to a time where the step and fetch it, tap dancing, eating fried chicken and watermelon days will be done.
and you Negroes will be exposed for the coons that you are. All right. And I wish y'all the best. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, a special edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, the Vince McMahon Files. More to come. But until next time, I'm signing out. Peace.